everyone, and welcome back to Remember, Remember That Time I Got Cancer. I'm Erica, and this is episode 16. So close to the halfway point. So feeling good so far, though I'm looking at my list and I just did some list maintenance. I'm a little bit worried about filling 36 total episodes, but I've had a friend suggest that they would be interested in coming on to talk about their experience with cancer, and I would love to get more voices on here, so I'm just working out how I want to add that in. So today, I'm going to talk about one of the side effects, or at least what I think is a side effect that nobody really warned me about, and there were a couple of those. Of course, everyone warns you about your hair. I was warned about effects to my hearing, which, while annoying, didn't really prevent me from living my life in any way that was different to what I had been. It was just an annoyance. But what I wasn't warned about was changes to my vision. Now, during the time that I was undergoing chemotherapy, I didn't do a lot. And one day I will talk about the general sort of malaise that one experiences on chemo. And and not just malaise, but pain. And I'll talk about that and explain why it was that I wasn't doing much of anything. But the the long and short of it is that one of the only things that I was doing during chemo was going on weekly shopping trips with my mom. And this, more than anything else, was to get me out of the house and to get me up on my feet doing something. Because there there does just come a point where I could not sit home anymore, or at least that I knew it would be good for me to get up and walk around for a little while. Now, even at the beginning of my treatment, by the time we were to the cash registers... I was going to find a bench. I was going to sit down and wait while mom checked out because I was usually pretty exhausted. Again, that was the most that I was doing any day of the week. And I found it pretty tiring. And I I do think that I was using energy that I didn't quite have. So (gasps) really, Kenzie, be quiet, please. Sorry about her. It became obvious to me that, that there was a problem probably towards the end of chemo because not only was it simply exhausting to go around the grocery store, but I also couldn't look at anything. And it's hard for me to describe this. Now for subtext, I have pretty much always had perfect vision, which is a fact that made me crazy in elementary school. Of course, every year vision exams would come around And I would hope and hope that there would be something wrong with my eyes so that I could get glasses because I thought glasses were just very cool. In fact, one year I like threw the eye exam so that I was, uh, they sent a letter home to my parents recommending that I see a, an in-office optometrist so that I could get a prescription and all that. And I got there and I think the optometrist called me out. I think they were like, you can see fine, can't you? And and I said, yes. So I didn't get glasses. And through my older years of school and through college, this was an asset. I liked the fact that my vision was so good. I could see fine details at a distance. And then chemo happened. And it wasn't what I expected having reduced vision to be like. I 
was just overwhelmed. I couldn't look at things. I got headaches really easily. And it was just like nothing, nothing would quite, to say things wouldn't come into focus isn't quite accurate. It's like I couldn't focus. There was like too much stimulation and my eyes would just get super worn out super fast. I let this go for over a year post chemo. I am just now at about three years of wearing glasses and I just got uh, my first or my second pair, you, you know, my first replacement. I had my, you know, first optometry appointment since the first one because I didn't go to an annual or a biannual visit like I should have. I put it off and put it off. Anyways, so going back in time to the year that followed chemo and it was increasingly difficult to function without some sort of vision corrector. And I just kept hoping that my eyes would go back to normal. And it's like they just never did. <laughs> so I, I accepted that I was going to need some sort of intervention. And I was pretty discouraged about it because it was a flaw. It was another thing that chemo and my experience with cancer was leaving me with it that was permanent. And maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe it wasn't the cancer. Maybe the timing was just coincidence. And, and that was, you know, when my eyes were always going to degrade because both my parents wear glasses. So it's no surprise that, that I would ultimately need glasses. But because it happened when it happened, I think I'm always going to connect it to the fact that I had cancer. So I go to the optometrist for the first time and it's, it's now at a time in my life where these are the sort of things that I do alone. You know, I, I don't need someone to come with me to the doctor, whether it be, you know, a parent or just moral support. Though I do sort of wish I had had a friend with me to help me pick out frames. But, you know, it is what it is. But I remember part of the eye exam was a test for, like, glaucoma, which is a, a form of cancer of the eye. And I got really stressed when, when they said they were going to do that test. And again, they told me it was routine. They do it on everyone, particularly on a first time eye exam. But I don't quite know how to describe the stress a cancer survivor has when someone says, hey, we're just going to do this test that's going to let us know if you have cancer. Now, that's not how they word it, but that's what I heard. <laughs> and... It doesn't matter how much you know or think or assume that the answer is going to be no, you don't have cancer. The fact that that question is being asked at all is really stressful. And I remember being just really anxious when, when you know, he put the drops in and waiting for the, for the okay. And I think I felt an understandable but not necessary sense of relief when I was told, no, I don't have whatever eye cancer they were looking for, but I guess I couldn't really help it. So I got my first pair of glasses and things were better. I could see it was, it was funny. Both when I got my first pair of glasses and when I just had this pair, uh, just when I got this pair, 
It's funny how all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've really not been able to see for a while. About a year and a half after I got my first pair of glasses, I started noticing that I was having trouble again. And I would, you know, I would find myself squinting. I was getting headaches more often again. And my eyes were getting overwhelmed again. And I felt stressed about it, but not stressed enough to do anything about it. And admittedly, I think part of it was that I had a very deep fear that my eyes were degrading really rapidly. And I found myself worrying that the chemo had somehow caused my eyes to degenerate rapidly. And, you know, the, the, the snowball starts rolling then, right? You start thinking, oh God, what if, what if I'm going to go blind as a result of chemo? And I, I'm not an expert in all chemos. I don't know that that has ever happened to a person, but again, chemo drugs inhibit the reproduction of cells. If you're not reproducing cells, things are dying. Organs are failing. You know, it, now I'm being, I'm exaggerating. I'm intentionally editorializing for, for, to get the effect of how I'm feeling. But I was, I was worried that my eyes were, were degenerating faster than average because I had no idea how much a prescription should change from visit to visit, given that as an adult, you know, they recommend glasses get replaced every two years. So I put it off, not just because I was afraid of the answer, but because I'm a little bit lazy and bad at following through with things and insurance is confusing and stressful. So I finally, the pandemic has been happening, right? And I am, I'm really lucky about what in at the end of June. So March, April, May, June, you know, about four months in at least three whole months, three and a half months into the pandemic, I got a job which I had interviewed for back in, you know, end of February, beginning of March. And it was virtual. We were working remotely. We were teaching remotely. And I was really pleased to be back at work and to have a steady job, a stable job, particularly one that I could work remotely. And we've only recently returned to in-person instruction. It's only a couple days a week. It's an isolated group, but I digress. There was an unfortunate reality that came with working remotely, and it was increased eye strain from staring at the computer for hours and hours every day. So... I I decided, uh, you know, as we especially as we were getting back to in person, as I'm riding a bike more, and and I do have I have more trouble at nighttime when it is dark and there are lights everywhere. I just have a little more trouble with depth perception, uh, particularly now that I wear glasses. I, it's not a problem I had noticed before. But being that I am sometimes biking before the sun comes up in the morning or in the evening after the sun goes down. I wanted glasses that were a little more dependable, a little more accurate, and and would make sure that I could, you know, see properly. So I made an appointment to go have my eyes checked. I made sure that I still had my insurance, which I pretty much knew, but Medicaid is really confusing, and uh, I'm not actually able to change from Medicaid because I will need to switch to a different program in the next month or so. Insurance is so confusing. At any rate, I called to make sure that I was still being covered, that I could go get new glasses. They gave me the okay at the insurance level. And then I also spoke to the doctors and the eye specialists at at 
the eye doctor I was going to and, and I just checked in, you know, I said, I just want to make sure that I'm totally covered. They ran all my cards, all my paperwork said, yes, you're totally covered. So I had my eye exam done and I was really nervous because I did not want to hear that my eyes had gotten a lot worse. What's interesting is according to this new eye doctor, my eyes have actually improved. So that's good. Not what I was expecting to hear, but that's good. The prescription is actually um, less significant now than it was when I first got glasses. But here is the annoying thing. And here we're going to get onto my, my, my single payer soapbox and how it's a really substandard level of care. So in New York State, and I assume this is true in many states, if you are on Medicaid and you need glasses, first of all, you have a really limited choice of what frames you can get. Now, okay, frames that are exactly what you always dreamed might be a luxury. I will roll my eyes at you, but agree that I had enough of a frame selection that I picked something that I was at least okay with. But that's all it was. I was okay with them. I was not... The glasses that I'm wearing now, while they do the job, they don't thrill me. They don't excite me. They're just sort of fine. So in addition, the biggest problem, more, more problematic than not having, you know, my choice of frames or whatever, is that they won't add things like anti-glare coating to the, the, the lenses. Apparently, anti-lens coating is a luxury that people who are under the poverty level don't deserve. This is absurd. My glasses prior had anti-glare coating. And to not have it now negatively impacts my vision. Because there are weird little light flares being caught in my glasses because there is no anti-glare coating. This is actually a serious issue after dark when there are headlights and street lights and lights bouncing off the pavement everywhere, all of it causing secondary glare on my lenses. Because the single-payer system, that's not really a single-payer system, because the Medicaid system in this country is so underfunded, because there's... Because lower-income people are so undervalued in this country, they receive substandard care, okay? Because I was not in a position to, you know, to pay for some high-end insurance, I am receiving substandard care, substandard glasses. Now, I had some money saved up, and what that meant for me was that I could afford to buy a second pair of glasses 100% out of pocket. And I did that because I needed something, A, that had that anti-glare coating, and B, that had a blue light filtering. We have the technology to filter out blue lights. We know that we are all getting too much blue light in our vision. It is bad for our vision, and it is messing up our circadian rhythms. But apparently, poor people don't need to worry about that. Or if they do, they're just going to have to suck it up. Well, guess what? That's absurd. We are in a situation where tons of people, both high income and low income, are having to work from home, work from their computers, stare at their computers all day long. And you know what? Poor people deserve the best care, too. Can't believe that's something that I have to say that is radical. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in today. And um, thanks also to Julius H. for this song, Beltane, which I found on Pixabay.
Also, please remember, I still want to do an Ask Me Anything episode. So if you have any questions, you can send it to my email. That's ericaleeconklin at gmail.com. Erica, E-R-I-C-K-A, Lee, L-E-E, Conklin, C-O-N-K-L-I-N, at gmail.com. Now, before I go, don't forget, support single-payer healthcare, go get your damn vaccines, COVID-19 is real, and thanks to the NHS for supporting my continued existence. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow.